This is the Marketing Experiments briefing on the subject of landing page optimization with peculiar and particular emphasis on two words that we use here, and that is continuity and congruence. And we're going to be showing you how we've done a series of experiments that have improved conversion by more than 50 to 60 percent, and in certain cases, substantially more than that. It's particular of interest to everyone on the line right now who may have already tried some experimentation to improve your test. And in the process of experimentation, you, you attempted this and attempted that and, and saw gains, but now you're finding it difficult to increase your gains. In the experiments that we're doing constantly, we find it very, very important that you dig down continually because at points people began to gather on the Internet certain key issues, what's above the fold and, and testing their headline and, and certain common pieces about IPATH and, and, and font, and we apply those. But underneath those, if we don't continue to conduct experiments that actually explore the very principles that we're operating by, we may find that it's hard to continue to get increases in conversion. In this recent series of experiments, we were looking beneath the normal approach to conversion. We were applying new sets of formulas to our conversion index and to each element. And along the way, we discovered something about continuity and about congruence. And I'd like to help you see those two principles in action in a more uh, data-driven format than simply advice. I'd also like you to think about them in relationship to your own site. And in fact, we may have a chance at the end of this to look at some of your sites. And I'm going to go there in just a few moments and help you with that particular issue. We're going to look at a case study, but before we do, I'm going to step over to the monitors. And I want to show you a, a, an email that you should have received. And I want you to see the email because it has to do with what we did last time in our clinics. You may recall that we invited you to submit your own websites and on, um, you know, literally on the fly with optimization experts from our sciences group, we studied and talked about your pages. We've put that together in an email and if you've not received it yet, then your filters are blocking the journal, which is uh, our regular publication that takes the things like you'll learn today and sends those to you. You should see this in your inbox at some point in the last 24 hours. It has pictures of the actual websites and it has the actual conversation and dialogue that we had around those websites and you can use that for learning purposes. Of course, we publish the journal twice a month and it always has the findings. I just want to make certain that everyone in the audience is aware that after the briefing today, we'll be releasing a journal issue that has the same things that we cover in these slides. Uh, and it's, it's very helpful to codify what we've talked about. Now, it does not, it, and it's not for sale. The journal's free, and I'm not selling right now. I, I, just, I just thought you should know that you can, you can receive everything that we're talking about in the previous clinic you know, through this email. You can also click at the top, and it'll take you to the HTML version on our own website. And uh, that link is right there, and you should be able to go there and look at it as well. We'll do the same thing after this clinic. We'll release the notes. The difference between attending on the phone and getting the printed edition is that there's a lot more interplay, there's questions and answers, and there's things we talk about on the phone because we have an entire hour that we don't talk about or we can't put into the briefing that we email out. However, uh, you probably want to have both so that you can continue to improve your results. 
All right, now, let's look at an actual case study. In this study, we performed a one-week A-B split test for a partner with the goal of increasing overall conversion of their offer page. That's pretty common. I'm sure most of us on the phone have tried this in the past. The pay-per-click ads and the keywords were identical for both offers. Let's look at the PPC ad. Megan's Law site. Now, I want you to notice that the only difference was the landing page after the click, and I want you to see the control version of that landing page. So we're going to move to the next slide. All right, and I want you to look at this particular page. I know there's a delay. We're giving you a check uh, just a moment. I'm going to kind of give you a chance to be seen on your side. All right, so you should be seeing the control. Now, that already was an optimized page. We had already taken this page and optimized it and achieved a stellar conversion rate in previous set of experiments. So because of that, we had a real issue. How do you improve a page that's this effective? I want you to look at it for a moment, and I want you to tell me what you would do the first Give me the first one or two things you would change to make this page convert better. I'm watching you as you use the Q&A feature in GoToMeeting. Larger headline, someone says. That's shop. Headline, says Stephen. Add content, says Wayne. Better headline, says Patrick. Get rid of the nav. Phone number on all pages. Fee should be larger. Move the form. Put the form box in the upper left. What are you defining as conversion? I'll explain that in a moment. More interaction phone number at left, make the zip code form bigger, that's Mitch, Henry says the form box in red, stronger call to action says Neil, smaller logo says Wayne, larger search box says Stephen, add title to the landing page, and I, I, there's interesting things, the graphic is too strong, etc., etc. All right, now, someone said leave it alone if it works. Before I show you what we did next, I just want you to understand that we initially created this page in a series of research experiments, and if I could walk to the wall where I have a chart, I think I, I could remember the precise gain. But the, the year-end growth from this business through primarily this page's conversion gain was so significant, uh, I, I, I'd like to share it with you. I'm looking at it now through the glass. It's 1,156%. I'm talking, about econo I'm talking about economics now, not just metrics in the sense of uh, – conversion, but conversion as it translates into revenue. This is an organization that saw 1,156% increase in revenue due, I would say, largely to this with the combined work of the paid search. Now, think about that for a moment and ask yourself, so what do you do to make it better? Well, we tried many things, and none of it made it better. So we tried something else. Let's go to the next page. Many online efforts fail because although a business has an effective value proposition for the product, they do not communicate it effectively. Now, first of all, it's hard to have an effective value proposition, and a lot of companies do not really have one, and they're surviving on pockets of ignorance. But I want to suggest something new today. I want to change the way you think about value proposition. I, I, I want to kind of tilt your understanding, and I want you to consider that value proposition actually involves two key elements, congruence and continuity. Now, I've taught about this one time before 
and there was a really strong response, and so now I'm going to expand on this. Continuity, and this may be one of the most important things we say, refers to ensuring that each step in the conversion process either states or supports the value proposition. You have to understand that it is not enough to put the value proposition at the top of the page and then assume that that same value is enough that that statement will carry through every other step. When we design a process, the value proposition is emphasized within every single part of the process, which means every single page and sometimes in multiple ways on the same page with multiple categories or approaches. You must think holistically, and we're going to talk about that. You need to think holistically in terms of continuity, and that's thinking sequentially. Each step in the funnel, and you must think about congruence, which we'll talk about later in this process. By the way, if we have time, we're going to actually pull up somebody else's website that we could not get to from last week and look at how we might help optimize that page. It was one on our list that we had hoped to talk about, but we ran out of time. And whether we can or whether we can't, uh, I think that by looking at these specific examples today, you're going you're gonna to think about a new way to approach your conversion. So let's move to the next page. All right. Now, I want to show you what we did. This page looks significantly different. This is the treatment. We changed the banner headline and the body to ensure continuity with the pay-per-click ad. Now, I want you to understand that specificity converts, that you're always looking for a landing page that is as specific as possible to the need on the mind of the person who visits it. This is a, almost a law in marketing, and in this particular case, we change that to ensure continuity. I want to talk about continuity again, but I want to talk about it this time from the opposite perspective. So bear with me and think about this with me. Optimization does not occur on a web page. Optimization occurs in the mind, in the mental experience of the user. You're simply using the web page to affect the process in the mind. And why is continuity important? Because one of the killers of conversion is what we call interrupts or interruption. That is, I expect one thing, I see another thing. You must do everything possible to minimize interruption in the fluid process of the close. So someone clicked on the pay-per-click ad, Megan's Law site, and when they did, we now show them, does a Megan's Law offender live in your neighborhood? I think many of you on the phone already know to do that. I'm aware of that. It's something you probably, or many people didn't know two years ago, but we've been saying it for two years, and others have as well. But that's not, all, that's not the key here. That's not the main point. Now what we did is we used each step of the path. Look, Megan's Law legislative background. Sample Megan's Law report. Each step of the path expresses a clear and consistent value proposition. This is very, very important. We also moved the seal. We, re, we removed the left column and added this whole business about Megan's Law background. Scroll down, John, or take me to the next slide. All right. So what did this do? What did this simple change producing the yield. Well, the control was at 0 
Now you're going to say, well, that's a low conversion rate, but you've got to understand that that's a conversion rate across these channels, and it began very high, but in a highly competitive space, this was the conversion rate. The treatment produced a 0.98. Now I want to I want to go back again and remind you that we were trying to optimize something that already had produced 1,156% in growth. And I want to also point you out that I think the original control looks much better than the treatment. And if you showed me both, I'd vote for the control if it wasn't for the principle of continuity. Now, that yield may not be apparent, but look at it. It's a 63% increase in conversion. Consider that when you look at the revenue number that's already been developed. The danger, let's go backwards, John. The danger, when you look at this comp, it's just not that impressive compared to the original. Let's go back, John. But in this particular pace, the treatment outperformed the control in what I would consider a reasonably dramatic way. And finally, we got a new game. So think about that for a moment. And let's ask ourselves another question. Move to the next slide. What can we learn from this case study that affects what you're doing right now with your own website? Site flow disruption, that's the killer I described, caused by discontinuity, increases friction and anxiety and hurts conversion. And you have it. Now, listen, you may us, and you may be right, because obviously somebody here on this line probably doesn't, but I'll guarantee you 85 to 95% of the websites, and that's not a number I've tested, but 85 to 95% of the websites that I look at have site flow disruption. And, you know, this had impact not just on paid search. It, it increased, and, and not just on what we saw in the, pay, in the treatment page and continuity, but it, it increased ad page relevance. And, and and we could talk about what you can learn from this. ID your keywords, determine why, write ad copy. I think many of you know this. It's on the screen if you don't. We'll send it to you in a journal briefing if you don't. I think the danger is that you can look at this study and think, well, I'm already doing that with my paid search. This is not about paid search. It's about getting every part of the site to flow without any interruptions. And I could give you many examples of how that works. But I'd like to move on because I want to help you as much as I can. So this side summarizes this and leads up to a new concept, congruence. So let's just get the searcher, the prospective customer, must encounter a consistent, continuous value proposition. If you break it, if you disrupt it, you lose it. Think about that and, and go back and look at your own sites. By the way, you're almost unable to see, you're almost unable to see SFD or slight, site flow disruption you're so used to looking at your own website. Sometimes you've you got to bring in, even if you can't bring in a third party, and there's not many agencies and there's not many consultancies that understand what we're talking about right now. You can see it, however, if you don't have a test laboratory and you get in 10 of the right people and just watch them work through your site. You'd be shocked at the questions in their mind that never occurred because you know too much about your own process. Now, this is true in terms of continuity, in terms of sequence, in terms of chronology, but it's especially true in terms of congruence. And that's what I'd like to do with you now. I'd like to think about congruence and look at some examples that will help us. So we're moving to a new case study.
And in this study, we conducted a 24-day test for nonprofit organizations seeking charitable donations. This is an interesting study. The goal was to increase both conversion and donation revenue. I like working with nonprofits. We have a large one. Uh, if you ever want to see it, it's called I-58. Well, I don't know if it's large, but uh, this is totally off the subject. It's probably incorrect for me to even say it on the phone, but we have thousands of orphans that we try to take care of in India with the proceeds from our research. And um, anyway, I like them. Our, we have a site called I-58 Project, which I'm embarrassed about because it's a nonprofit site, and we spend all 100% of the money goes to the orphans, so we haven't. We need to apply some of our own medicine to our own site. But one day you may want to look at that. In the meantime, I'm at this site. Here we conducted a 24-day test for a nonprofit organization seeking charitable donations with the goal of increasing both conversion and donation revenue. And I'd like to look at the page and ask you this simple question. What would you do? Tell me how you'd fix this page. Shorten the form, someone says. That's Richard and Andrew. And Michelle, where's the call to action? Less copies, Christina. Reduce the form fill out. Shorten the form. Shorten the form. Reduce the form. Boy, that's we're getting a consensus. Ask too much. Too much going on. Too busy. Lower donation amounts. This is Chase, Mitch, Jessica, Andrew, Toby, Stephen, Ned. Elizabeth says, I agree. Wayne says, I agree. Make graphic traditional pie chart. Brendan, include picture of kids. Eve, where is your value position? Uh, this is, uh, uh, I'm not sure I can pronounce the name. Uh, Suxi, I think it says. Headline is too long. Stephen, what's the value proposition, Brett Tarr? Uh, Maria, too much info on the upfront. The form is too long. Huge consensus about the form. You know, it's interesting to me to, to watch how you respond. I just The IQ or the TQ, the testing quotient, or the OQ, the optimization quotient, on the net is going up. People are learning. If we keep getting gains, we better keep doing research. All right. We looked at this kind of from a different angle. I would suggest to you that everything you said to me is uh, interesting, and a lot of it is right but it's tactical. It's tactical. You're thinking tactically, which is, I think, a lot of the problem. We, we can't do radical redesigns in our test clusters because uh, we're thinking tactically so often. I, I'd like to think strategically, and this, this, this makes me think more... This makes me think more about the entire approach. So let's go... Let's look at the next slide. Is, is, is the You Can Give Hope headline definitive enough? The graphic showing 94% of donation goes to research is impressive, but would a picture be better? The copies focused on how many scientists receive funding and the qualifications of their leader, not who is being helped. What's missing from this? We thought about it, and we asked, how do we get the entire offering congruent? How do we get each piece communicating the same message? Now, I would think when I first look at this that the value proposition is if you give to us instead of somebody else, 94% of the people. I think that's what this page implies. But the question is, is that the biggest concern on the mind of someone who comes to such sites? Certainly, certainly uh, the credibility of the charity and the integrity and the amount of money that gets right through to the people who need it is an important factor. Is it the factor? And does it take half of the upper right-hand corner to say that. It's a tough situation, but we had to look at it and ask, do we even have a congruence problem? 
Now think about the diagram I'm showing you next. Here I am looking at these elements, design, copy, images, color, logo, and price. Do you know that every one of these impact your congruence factor? Did you know that, that the value proposition, whatever it is, is communicated not just by your little statement in your logo, but it's communicated by the design and the copy, the way you position your images, as well as the content of the images, the colors and the logo, and even the price. And I'm, I'm afraid that most of us have thought about value proposition as if it was that one-word statement. All a web page is in the cell process, the entire web page, is nothing less than a communication of your value proposition. And if you're not congruent in every element, it's not going to work as effectively. What you concentrate on grows. And people, if you think of a web page as a person, and that's the only way to really think right about web pages, if you think of a web page as a person, remember something. A person who's not congruent, a person who contradicts themselves, a person who doesn't seem to be consistent is typically not a person who earns your trust. So what do we do? Well, let's look. Uh, you're going to see the top. You're going to see how the page has changed. On the left, you're going to see a blowout of that, kind of a, so you can see it in more detail. And as you do, you may note this. Look at the change in the headline. The cure is close, and your donation brings us closer. Now, as you're seeing that, as you're seeing that, you see a real story of a real person. We we weren't ready to drop the 94%. I think the question we had in our in our optimization session was, do we move that down closer to when we actually ask for the donation? And do we, you know, drop it down there near the money? And we decided it was strong enough that we might say it there, but we reduced the size. We 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 implied a kind of urgency and a sense that you're done, and this is true. I mean, we did our research on this. The cure is close. And, and, and the thought that your individual donation could actually bring someone closer to the cure is very important. Then we, we let them know what we're doing in the present tense with their money. And that's very important because people want to see that there's a present tense impact. I could talk about the tense in optimization. It's never been written on, and it should be, but we're going to keep going. So let's look at what we did next. We changed the way we request the right to send information. We felt the founder of the organization was especially credible. We thought his story was especially credible. So we turned the site into a person. That is the sense and the feel of your family working with someone else's family. Now, you may not be a nonprofit group, and that's all right, but these principles apply regardless of what you're doing. I just looked at someone today at a particular page on a very large site uh, in Europe, and one of the things I said is, you've established no relationship with any of the visitors. And what they needed was something similar to what we're seeing here. They don't need a picture of the founder. Uh, in fact, they're an ISP. But they do need something else. 
and uh, and uh, to some sense they're an ISP. I mean, you know, hosting and those types of things. To some sense, there's none of there's no tone, there's no dialogue established. And uh, look how we emphasize the recurring monthly donation piece. We also changed, and I can't get into this, but we changed the price structure, the 1500 250 500 etc. And uh, then we tested. Then we tested. Let's look perhaps... Let's go on, John. So now, every element, the new headline, the, the page is being crunched a bit, as you can see. I recommend that you go to the site and give, by the way. They're real. They're genuine. But every element, the new headline, the new copy, the new image, and the founder's testimonial is now congruent with what's happening, John? Okay, good. Every element, the new headline, the new copy, the new image, the founder's testimonial is now congruent with an intense emotional tone that touches people and invites them to donate. It has a personal versus institutional feel, and it makes the donation more personal. And a one-time donation is set as the default, which reduces anxiety, and there's a reason for that as well. So what happened? Well, I think, I think it's interesting because two things happen. And I'll show you the first and the second, but pay attention to the first. Look at the difference in conversion. Now, we'd already optimized this page, but look again. The treatment increased conversion by 54% over the control. That is a huge gain for this organization. And in addition to that, there was a 33%, and this is the thing I want you to see, the total donation, the amount of donation. So conversion was taking place on two levels. How many people gave and how much did they give? And what we saw was a remarkable increase in the amount of money given and the average size of the donations went up because of the difference. What's underneath this? What happened? Why did they see this gain? What, what caused such an unexpected or, or, or such a pleasant outcome? I think what happened is the entire site established an authentic value proposition and holistically with great congruence communicated it. And by the way, if you've seen the page, you might already see how we can improve it again because I see what I'd like to do in experiment two and three and four and five. But the bottom line is this. Incongruence disrupts site flow, and it increases friction and anxiety, and it hurts conversion. The highest performing landing pages are those that match exactly what motivated a customer to arrive in the first place. That's very, very important. So what I would suggest to you is that you come away from this, and we're going to show you some – in fact, we're going to do some live optimization in a moment, so just stand by. But you come away from this asking yourself, is my site, is my page actually congruent, and is, does it have continuity? In other words, does every element on the page communicate the same value proposition, and then does every page or part of the sequence contribute? or communicate the same value proposition, right down to the confirmation page, all the way through the process. I'd like you to think about that as you think about your own pages, and I'd love for you to send us information about what you learn, and I'd love a community of people sharing their findings. 
I don't think we have to worry so much about competition. I think we need to just worry about beating our own performance, and the competition will take care of itself. I think that as a community of marketers, we had better start asking deeper questions because you're going to run out of ways to improve your performance on the web if you go to the hackneyed tried and true. Stay with it. Do the research practices, but let's together as a community keep pushing the envelope. Now, I've told you that to show you a new page. And in a moment, we're going to click on this page. If you recall what happened last week, we had many of you submit pages for us to optimize in live fashion. I've got Jimmy Ellis, the director of optimization, on the phone, and a number of key area people, probably Aaron Rosenthal as well. I, there's a lot of people in the building. I can't see them all, but I know a, a large group of my team is on here. We want to help you think about these findings in relationship to your own pages. And last week we ran out of time. We had so many pages submitted, we only got to a tiny fraction of them. And we had some prepared, queued up, and we couldn't get to them. And we got some very disciplined emails from our audience. And I, I'd like to suggest that we're going to try to help the one page we had queued that we couldn't get to, we're pulling that up here for just a moment, and we're going to try to work on that. And it uh, looks like we may have some more. Is this whole sequence pages that have been queued from the earlier submissions? Okay, Peg, you can just you can just uh, you can just confirm that with me. But I believe we're live, and I believe that's correct. My staff brought this in for me while I was online because I told them at the beginning of this. You know, I'd like to help the people we couldn't get to last week, and if possible, if there's any time, I'd like to take this lecture and apply it to real landing pages from our own audience. That's what you're seeing here. I'm going to ask that if you are online and you'd like us to look at your page as well, please submit the URL because we are, are going to try to get to many of you. We can't. There will be more than we can get to, I'm sure, but we'll try and we'll go fast. In this case, we know the background because this was submitted for the prior session, and we know the value proposition and the specific value proposition, and in a moment we're going to go to work on it. Hopefully, as we look at other people's pages, you'll get ideas about how to improve yours. So, Connect.com is a free service that helps connect students with colleges and universities. A student can visit the website and see which colleges want them before they apply. My first comment before I turn Jimmy loose on you is that is a description of your business. It's not a value proposition. Uh, and even the next piece is not a value proposition in its own right. And I'm not trying to beat you up. I, I just want to help you. I ask people this question constantly, and 10% of the time I get a, a proper answer. 90% of the time I don't. So li listen to me on the line. If you've heard this before, I'm going to continue to be a, a, a professor, if you mind, if you, you'll forgive me, and, and, and keep emphasizing the point. Your value proposition is the single reason why. I should buy from you rather than one of your competitors. It's the single reason why, if I am an ideal customer for your business, why I should buy from you rather than one of your competitors. If you are not better in any specific dimension of value than your competitors, why should I buy from you? So what you've described is your business, and you've even gone a little deeper and described your business model. <coughs> but what you haven't done is tell me why it's the best solution for me. So think about that because, and I mean this gently, but if you can't tell me this, how are your customers going to get it? I will tell you this, your headline comes closer. It comes closer. And it may be that you're the only person on the Internet that allows me to do this. 
to find out if I'll get in before I apply. And I would then concede to you that you're close to saying your value proposition, but it's not clear to me that that's what makes you unique. I think that certainly strengthens a reason for me to interact with you, but it may take more than that, particularly in the face of competition. So that's what we know in terms of background. And let me see if there's anything else that we would want to do. I'd like to just move to analysis, and I'd like to let Jimmy Ellis take over. Jimmy, go ahead, friend. So can you hear me, okay, Flint? Yes, I can. Okay, great. So, I mean, the first thing that I would say would be that your your description of the value proposition talks about, you know, college applications. The one thing that I don't see in, in, on the page is the specificity to this is you're applying for college and it's going to let you know if you <laughs> give you an idea if you're going to get in. So that was my number one. So I do like the headline, but before you apply for what? Find out if you get into what before you apply for what? I, I don't know what the what is. And so that was my, my big number one. And the word, the Jimmy, can I just add, the, the word yeah. college appears up there by Capex, but it's uh, Capex or Capex, however you pronounce it. But the problem with it is it's in total banner blindness. It's the wrong color on that background. It's too small, and it's above the line where people pay attention. Go on, Jimmy. So so when you only have, you know, typically, you know, four or five seconds to get someone's attention, you're trying to, you're trying to figure out if they're on the right page. I'm not sure where they came from. But let's say they were they were doing a search on the search engine for something like college applications. They get to this page and they they need something immediately. It says uh, applying for college applications. But but this site has almost nothing that says applying for college applications. But okay, I'll go past that. And so now what happens is I see the headline. I, there's a very tiny piece of text that says get your college admission chances instantly for more than 1,300 U.S. colleges and universities. That is the closest thing your value proposition on the page that I can see. It's the smallest text on the page. So I totally miss it. I see that big find out if you get in. I go right down and I see this form. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are they asking me for information? I don't know what I'm going to get. So it's just not very clear. So you're asking for information. One the pieces that are missing about this offer or, or this service is that you know you're on the right hand side it says two column layout. So what happens is the reasons why are kind of on the right instead of on the left. So you're asking them for more, for more information before you clarify and show them exactly why they should they should use the service, which is it's free, it's fast, it's easy. If you said uh, you know it's our free service, you can get your results in less than 30 seconds, and it's only one step. That would be a much more effective way to say it's, it's free, it's fast, and it's easy. But you'd want to put it directly in the iPad of the customer, not on the right-hand side. And you'd want them – there's a process here. The process is they need to make sure they know they're, they're on the right site. They need to have a reason to use the service. And then they need to get the, you know, the, the call to action, which is your, you know, give them the sign-up today. And that type of a, of a sequence, if you do it out of, out of order, what happens is they get the information in, in, in the wrong way, and it's confusing, and it creates confusion and anxiety. So – um, these are going back to the old conversion formula, but it it spells uh, anxiety increase and in, in a conversion nightmare in terms of the flow of information, how they're getting it, and then Jimmy, we got one minute left before so, I go to someone else. Okay, so, I mean, we, you're we doing great. Go to someone else. I mean, those are the the big ones. Can I just There's say this, guys? To do this. There, this is there's a thought sequence. Okay, you don't. If I wanted to talk to you. I don't sling 500 words at you instantly at the same time. I have to build a dialogue by making this information come to you with subjects and predicates and sentences and paragraphs. I don't fill my gun with 500 words and shoot them all at the same instant because you'd never be able to process. That's what a page like this does. 
I need to know who you are. You need to meet me, greet me, tell me where I'm at, tell me what you do for me, and help me get through the process. You can do it in a paragraph, but there's not even a paragraph on here. There's not enough clarity. This is actually an example of site flow disruption. Depending on where they came from, when they hit this page, it is not enough for a fluid flow into the process. You'll get some people. Call it, you know, you'll get you'll get people in this process, but you'll increase conversion if you if you pay attention to that. And Jimmy's right, that's the big problem. The way the page is evenly weighted and it smacks you in the face trying to help you figure it all out without sequencing the order. That's why a vertical flow is better than a horizontal layout, because when it's vertical, it's coming at me in the right order. Let's move to a new page. As we're moving to the new page, I'll tell you this, Jimmy is going to be in, uh, I, I think, in San Francisco. We, most of you know we own Marketing Sherpa as well. They have that library of case studies, and we're doing the B2B conference and the summit. And what we're going to do, and it's new, it's never been done before, but at the summit, uh, the marketing experiment scientists are going to be there actually looking at your pages and optimizing them on the fly for people who attend. So if you're, if you're, many of you probably on this phone may already be going to the summit in, in San Francisco. If you're going to the Sherpa Summit in San Francisco this weekend, uh, or I'm sorry, next week, you're going to want to come by and maybe we can get to your pages there if we don't get to them here. Keep going. All right, I got a new page. Look at it, everyone. Here's the value proposition. I want you to tell me what you think about the value proposition. Secure Horizons by United Healthcare is a leading provider of Medicare Supplemental Health Insurance for America's Seniors. It's one of the most trusted health care and health insurance organizations in the U.S. and offers a superior customer service. Would you please tell me uh, on the line what you think about the value proposition? All right, I'm reading. Trusted by who? That's not a real value proposition. That's not a value proposition. That's a statement. Long, blah, 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 blah. By the way, if you submitted the site, please bear with us. Uh, this kind of criticism can get to get to good stuff. It can be answered with a no. The only person that cares is the CEO. It's a column design. Uh, what are they asking me to do? Uh, sounds like a mission statement. Why shall we use you? Good question. Okay, but how do I know you're trustworthy? Perfect question. Headline is confusing and not informative. All right, let's just look at this for a second. You're right about the vertical. We'll talk about that in a second. But can I please help you with the value proposition? Because I can't ask you to be congruent with your value proposition if you don't have one to start with that you can articulate. Uh, I'm going to tell you the mind of the consumer as you read this. Secure Horizon by United Healthcare is a leading. Leading is one of the worst words you can ever put in your value proposition. It's meaningless. It means we're trying hard to beat everybody else. That's what it means, and that's what I think when I read it, and I don't care. I'm just thinking in terms of someone coming to your site. I don't mean I care because you're a marketer and we live to help you, but from the standpoint of this text, and the person who reads it, you've just wasted your ammunition. It's one of the most trusted. Who says? By who? Why do I believe you? Everybody says most trusted. And what does most mean? One of the most trusted. Does this stop me from going to the other three to five that might be most trusted? And and offer superior customer service. Superior by whose standard? Where's the proof of that? What are you talking about? Everybody should have good customer service. There is no, I'm telling you, you don't have a value proposition. Not Not articulated. What you have is corporate speak, and I hate it. I don't, again, don't be offended by me. I hate it because it doesn't work. It's offensive. Tell me what it is about you that makes you special enough I should give you my information. So how do you fix this? You fix it, number one, 
by making certain that every time you make a qualitative statement about yourself, that's like the, the fact that you're trusted or that you're leading or that you're superior. Make sure that nobody else makes that statement. Make sure, I mean, sorry, make sure that you don't make that statement. Make sure somebody else makes it. If you can't validate it by saying in a leading study by XX or by saying, uh, you know, five-star rating by so-and-so, if you can't give me third party credibility then change what you're saying because it doesn't work if people don't believe it people need to see something on this page clear and, and this applies to all of you here I, I, I promise you you'll do more for your marketing next year if you sit down and tell me how you're going to answer that same question in one sentence why should I buy from you assume that I'm your ideal customer why should I buy from you now if you're if you're trying to answer that question, then when you look at this, not only are you not telling me, but you're using words that can't be validated. It either needs to be quantitative or it needs to have a third party saying it. Hopefully, as you think about that, that'll help you get something, you know, in terms of communicating clearly. And I'll, I'll come back to that. I think I need to teach on this more. But for now, I'm going to shift gears and we're going to analyze this page. What you do to fix the page? I'm listening right now. Two columns. A lot of people talk about the columns. You're learning. Good calls. Let's keep going. Vertical flow, someone says. I'm listening to your ideas. How would you optimize this page? Now, there's some information that this person submitted. It's good. I just pulled it up on the screen while I'm thinking. And you can read it. I'm going to read the comments that are coming in. Too many colors. The headline flow is wrong. It looks like I read some notes. <laughs> Don't like the colors. Change the colors. Increase the picture size. Reduce the number of colors. Aaron, are you on the phone? Aaron Rosenthal? If you are, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to shift to Jimmy in just a moment. Needs the call to action. You are. Good. All right. So I'm going to have you go at this one in just a moment. Um, they're, they're telling you something important. They're trying to segment. This is a problem a lot of you have. You've got more than one kind of person coming to your website, and you don't know how to talk to them until you've separated them. And so you're trying real hard to do that with this page. That's why it's evenly weighted, and it's got two colors and two graphics. The problem is it's, it's a lot of unsupervised thinking. I'm going to let Aaron tell me. Uh, Aaron, I'll move to the analysis itself, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this page. Go ahead, Aaron. Sure. Uh, you started to get into it, but... But the first, the first thing that stands out is you've got, you've got two calls to action. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I have to really think about it and look at what you have here before, uh, before, you, before I figure out am I a prospective member or am I a caregiver. Well, you know, when I say it like that, I start to, start to understand, oh, you, you're, you're trying to offer your service to, to more than one, more than one, or you're trying to segment your, your customer base into to two, uh, to two companies. So, what I, what I would look at is, what I would look at is breaking this up into two, two separate, uh, two separate forms. The one for caregivers, one for prospective members. Minimizing, find out, find out, and segmenting your traffic. That's really what you need to, you need to start looking at. The side by side, evenly weighted layouts uh, means precisely the, uh, the. The person has to has has to weight these two. You're you're asking the customer to make the decision, and uh, and 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 in doing that, you're you're going to lose conversion. 
All right. All right, I'm going to stop. You've got more that you could say. I know you can. I'm going to turn it over to Jimmy. I just want to point out something. Who considers himself a prospective member? Whose language are we using? When I come to this page and it's prospective member or caregiver, and let's suppose I guess I'm a senior. I think that's what they mean so, uh, if, or something like that. And I don't even know. You're using your language to talk to me. If you want to communicate to me, you need to talk to me in uh, my language. Uh, so uh, there's a lot. And I'm going to go to Jimmy, but Jimmy, I can't resist this. I mean, if I were – no, I will. I'll wait till you're done. Jimmy, go ahead. Next page. I'm, I'm just going to go on. Shoot. Okay. Well, yeah, my please, thing is, what I, I think we're going to get to some. Can I just say this? I think if Jimmy gets through this fast enough, I'm going to go live on the internet to one of the pages that was just submitted, and try to look at somebody else's page that's on the line right now. Go for it, Jimmy. No, my, my thing is, is when I look at the pages, they have almost nothing. There's nothing that lets me know what the service is, why I should use it, where I should go next. Even the functionality on the page actually is confusing. So. If, if, what some people didn't pick on yet, which I was surprised I didn't pick up on it, it says enter your zip code, and there's this button under it. Yeah, I just noticed that, Jimmy. Uh, was... Hold on, hold on, hold on, Aaron, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Now, Listen, guys, I know you're competing all the time. Yeah, but I know. Aaron, Jimmy, Aaron is still my favorite. You can't think about it. <laughs> no, so, but now, when you get on the page, for anybody, <laughs> I'm going to assume these customers are people that are uh, – Older, because they're using older images. Let's say the demographic is 55 plus. I'm just going to throw that out there. They are not going to realize that the page is not broken because the button's not there. The only reason you will find out if you go to this page live that the reason why the button is not there is because when you type your zip code in, it automatically submits it once you get to the fifth character. But if you don't get to that point because you don't see a button there, you, you think the page is broken. So, I mean, I mean that was that was one of the things, but. I, from top to bottom, I don't know who Secure Horizons is or why I should use them. Healthcare information for Medicare beneficiaries. They've done nothing to identify the customers except for the two images. So there's no – give me some sort of – you know, if I need health care or med medical help or health care help, most likely it's something specific. Why wouldn't you list out the top types uh, in bullets, the top types of help that they're going to provide or could provide? Because there's – because I think – I would wipe this whole whole page clean and start from scratch. I mean, I wouldn't even use it. I wouldn't even try to fix this. I would just wipe it clean, start with from a clean slate with exactly what Aaron said, with one specific set of traffic. You know, the prospective members, which I would totally change the, the way that they describe that. But you know, okay. that group and then Jimmy got ten seconds. Ten, yeah, seconds. ten seconds. Ten seconds. That's it. I don't, there's nothing more I can say because I'd be fixing. The, I'd be trying to patch up a yeah. a bad page, and I don't like patching up bad pages. <laughs> Okay, I've got three pages ready from your – right now they've just come in from new people. I'm going to go there after I do a one-minute hit at this page. When I come to the page, guys, greet me as a person. Tell me, welcome to X. Get off those ugly yellow colors or orange or gold or whatever that color is across the top. Don't use reverse text of white on any color. Talk to me in text that is clean and clear. Reduce the busyness. Sort the iPath. Do a vertical lay, and here's how I'd sort out this big question you're having right now, and that is, well, how do I actually get – you know, the right people to the right part of my site. Meet me and tell me who you are and tell me if you're this, you may want to click here. If you're that, you may want to click here. And while you're there, you may want to consider boom, boom, boom and give me a list of bullets. Meet me like a person and tell me where to go and tell me why I should click there. You can do this in three paragraphs of well-positioned text and you'll actually get far further because persuasion trumps is trumped by clarity. I'm not, you can't persuade me yet because I'm not even clear what you want, who you are, and what you want me to do. 
Let's move on. All right. This is live. I'm taking a website. I've got it. I'm pulling it up right now. It's called mailboxixchange.com. Discover high-quality residential and commercial mailboxes for your home or business. All right. It's there. I'm going to scroll down. I assume the value proposition. I don't know the value proposition, but I know the business model, I think. They're trying to sell me mailboxes. Let's just click on one. There's 10 subcategories, and the clicking's taken a while. So here I am. Okay. And it's it's slowly loading the categories. Uh I will I will I will go I'd like to click deeper down in the products and really study it at that level, but I'm gonna back up. I just hit the reverse button and I'm gonna ask Jimmy, uh take your first crack at this particular Wow. I hit the I'm back waiting button for you to All right. back to the home page, I guess. I understand. It's back now. It's back now. By the way, Here's what I need my I need my viewers look at it one second uh, from the audience give me as fast as you can so I can get more sites we got six minutes that's enough to do what six sites <laughs> I'll try I don't I'll think so but we can go fast as we can all right so here we are next so, uh, tell me what you do guys all right I'm listening to the audience are you listening to the audience or listen to me I'm gonna listen to the audience for one minute right. empty space yeah. up top give me a good image and a VP oh, that's a value proposition what's the white this is Tim text is too small is somebody else. Uh, why too much wasted real estate? Need paragraph of text? No VIP? Uh, need CTA above the fold? That's called action. Need headline that speaks to customers? Jimmy, go for it. All right. So three columns. Good, good suggestion, by the way. I'm looking at one of you guys. A real strong suggestion coming in from some of you. Go ahead, Jimmy. We already know the three-column layout almost never outperforms the two-column layout. So that's the first okay. thing. Tell her on the phone. Hear what Jimmy just said. We have a lot of experience in this. Tell them again, Jimmy. So the three-column layout almost never – or I've, I've never seen them outperform a two-column layout because there's too much information on that page spread out too evenly, and there's no natural flow of the iPath. So what happens is right now in the right-hand column, the, the column that gets the least amount of attention, you have some of your strongest pieces. You have your hacker safe. We already, we've already seen, actually, in a Sherpa case study, hacker safe uh, placed top left above your categories. I think it was an eight or – Jimmy, you're breaking up, Jimmy. Conversion. You still there? You're breaking up, Jimmy. You're breaking up, yeah. I'm breaking up. Last sentence, say it again. Yeah. Okay, so we, we, in a Sherpa case study, they already proved uh, uh, with another company that moving the HackerSafe logo from anywhere on your site to the top left above the categories produced like an 8 or a 16% increase. I think it was 8. It might have been a 16% increase in conversion, and it's in the right-hand column that gets the least amount of attention. All the security and credibility indicators are in the right-hand column, which, once again, it, it, it gets the least amount of attention. you got, you got 30 seconds. System. I mean, you got 20 seconds left, Jimmy. Keep going. Uh, the, Okay, the uh, the headline is right aligned. You cannot you cannot easily read that headline right aligned. You absolutely cannot do that on any of your copy or any of your text. Um, what, what I see is there's too many products on the page without reasons to buy or, or reasons to look at these each one of these models. It's just a flurry of products to so see what they are, but you're not and every single one of these products. I have no idea why I should buy one over the other. What are the features? You know, help help me make a buying decision. I don't see any of that. On there the is. There's, Jimmy's supposed to write. There's no value proposition. The text is wrong. You haven't meted me. You haven't met me and greeted me with information that I need. And the list could go on and on. I'll guarantee you, if you got underneath the infrastructure of this site, this is essentially a big database, and it has the mark on it of database people who controlled the retail process. And uh, it's being displayed in a way that's convenient for the database and the programmer, but not the customer 
Aaron, I can't do you on this one. Let's go to the next one. We'll let Aaron show us. I'm going to consulting firm. We're looking at a site for consulting firm. This was just submitted a moment ago. Aaron, uh, I want you to look at it. While Aaron is talking, would you shoot me your ideas? Because I'm watching. I'm coordinating your names. I'm looking for the smartest people so we can all offer you jobs afterwards. <laughs> no, but I, I am watching. Your, 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 I want to hear what you would do. All right, Brett, you've had some good suggestions on this, by the way. Ned, you're right about the USP. Uh, Aaron, while those are coming in, you go ahead and tell us what you do. Sure. Well, we're at this Castech, and Castech Co., uh, which I can see is consulting from your domain name. When I look at that domain, I, I don't know what you do. So I get to your site, and there's nothing that jumps out at me. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a center-lined uh, you've got centerline body copy, centerline navigation, and I've got nothing standing out to me that tells me what you do. You need to spell out your value proposition. You need to you need to have that jump out on your page. Basically, I don't know where, I don't even know where to start by looking at it. And uh, let's see, I, I've just got to this page, so let me let me read through it. Actually, figure out what you do. Uh, read through it. Your inventory costs out of control. Do you do your salespeople lack direct access to the customer data? Do you want would you want to provide your customers high quality personal advice? Okay, what do you want me to do now? Because there's underneath there, I've got three links that also look like navigation. And I still don't know where you want me to go once I get done reading these questions. So. Uh, the first thing I would say is you have to uh, you have to have a value proposition. You have to you have to guide a user through your page. If they don't know what you do. It's the first time they've been to your site. They aren't gonna. They can't tell from your domain name. They need to. They need to be guided through the process. Flint, yes. we're gonna say something. Yeah, we got one minute left. Um, I'd like to summarize and wrap things up. There's many people. If you're still on the phone, let me hit you like with ten things in a row, hard and fast, that might help you. Can I do that, Aaron? And then just Pull us off because of our time. Let's do it. Aaron's going to be in San Francisco, hopefully, also uh, this this Monday and Tuesday at Sherpa. If you can get there at the Sherpa Summit, come by and bring your website, and we'll tear it down right there with you. And you can watch us do it, and we'll go over it live. In the meantime, let me suggest this for you. A, you 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 need to start at the top of the page. The ba there is no banner. I don't understand what you're doing, and it's a tremendous amount of wasted space. B, you need to control the page so it doesn't stretch all the way across this because it actually hurts your display. Part of the reason this page is so horrible is because it's designed improperly without any kind of resolution in mind in terms of the width of the page itself. C, the graphics on the right does you no good. D, navigation's all on the top. There's no left nav, which is typically better than others. E, no one is coming to this page. You're not meeting me as a person and telling me where I'm at and where I need to go next. F, there is no iPath on the page. G, you've got reverse you got reverse font, white on blue, horrible, never do it. It hurts you. And uh, H, I don't know what there's a banner doing down there clicking me to go somewhere else, but if that isn't you, then either you have no confidence in your own product or you're selling somebody else on the most valuable piece of real estate you've got. Clearly, you're not in the advertising business. I can only assume you're an affiliate. Don't take this valuable space and waste it that way. I could go on. I'm out of time. <laughs> We're going to be back in two weeks with more information from our experiments. We are very grateful for your involvement. Uh, and I was given a note, which I'm looking for, to, to read to you. I think I was supposed to remind you, somewhere it's here, <laughs> to tell you uh, to send your friends to the conference. We would very much appreciate that. I'm talking about these web clinics that we're doing right now. And uh, also, I think we have a certification class beginning soon on this topic at the Marketing Experiments website. You can read about that, perhaps that will help you as you're trying to learn how to improve your own pages. Thank you.
and we're grateful for your trust. Would you stop for a moment before you leave and tell us if you found this helpful? I'm going to log off, but I'm going to stand here and watch your comments as they come in because I use them. I have a study, and you're part of this study. You're helping me figure out how to do this better. Thank you again. We'll be back in two weeks.